Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome to Chronicles of Kriath. My name's Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Uh, this is the first of four prequel sessions that will let all of you wonderful audience members get a feel for our main cast of characters before they meet up. So to start us off, I'm going to have Nathan introduce you to himself and his wonderful character, Rubo. Ooh, I am Nathan. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> hi, I'm, I'm Nathan. I am uh, normally a DM and I am now a player. Uh, it feels weird, guys. We have broken the forever DM streak. Yes, this forever DM streak is being broken up. Uh, and I'm not complaining, but it does feel weird. So I've got my player pants on and I'm playing uh, my my hot goth emo boy, my Asimar rogue paladin shithead uh, named Rubo, who, uh, yeah, he doesn't know he's an Asimar. He, he just assumes he's a human, but... Yeah, that's 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 who he is. Uh, he's a real shithead and gets himself into a lot of trouble, and cares about himself and and money. That's kind of his his vibe, uh, for for better or for worse. Yeah, I think that's all. Uh, if you're, I I kind of a uh, headcanon cast him as like a I don't know a very pale Jared Leto. Um, so that's that's a if that's a head description for anybody. Uh, we also have the artwork, but. If you haven't seen it, that's a quick a quick intro to kind of uh, his his look and his vibe. And our wonderful Rubo introduced. Let's get started. Rubo, you wake up in the town of Sea Reach, your home, in your usual tavern haunting, the fat flea in a tavern. I'm assuming you're hungover. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, does Rubo remember anything about the night before? What shenanigans did he get up to? I think he's he's thinking very hard about remembering, and all that keeps coming back is that he lost money somehow, and he doesn't know how, and he's kind of pissed about it. Uh, but that's like just every day. So fair enough. He doesn't know if it was like stolen or gambled or he like spent too much. He just knows that like somehow money is gone and he's not very pleased about it. <laughs> Completely fair. And your pockets being lighter than they were the night before definitely confirms that suspicion as you sit up out of bed, kind of rub your head, hate that it's so bright as light streams through the window. And before you really get more of a chance to wake up, you hear a knock at the door. Ugh. I'm not here. <laughs> Rubo, don't pull that shit with me. And you recognize the voice as one of Vasara's minions. You would know him as Jawbreaker, is his nickname around the organization, which he doesn't normally handle delivering jobs to people, so it's kind of strange that he would show up at your door, but you know Vasara's sent him on some odd jobs or two if she's shorthands. Rubo, never heard of her. I, I just plot back into the bed. <laughs> and as it goes silent, him not saying anything else, you just hear a slip of paper slide under the door. And then footsteps walking away. 
I think I fall back back asleep for about twenty more minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, before uh, kind of waking back up and going. Oh, is that a dream? And I look over and I see the piece of paper on the floor and gather myself up out of the bed finally and uh, waddle over and kind of definitely fell asleep in an uncomfortable position. I'm like trying to pop my back as I'm walking across the room and I like lean down and pick up this piece of paper off the ground. All right. And you pick it up and expecting to see a list of like items and locations, which is usually what you get from Vasara. This is a completely different message than usual. It basically says in this very hastily scribbled handwriting, and you realize this is an, this isn't paper. It's a folded napkin from downstairs at the bar. It basically says, don't go back to headquarters. You're in trouble. Meet me in the back of the tavern ASAP. Do I recognize this to be Vasara's handwriting or is, do I recognize this to be someone else's handwriting? This is someone else's handwriting. Okay. I think I like stare at it for a second and go, classy as always, babe. All right. Um, and I start like gathering my things up, making sure I have whatever I need. And then I tear down the terrible curtains that always let light in when I'm trying to sleep. And I'm going to rappel out the window. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, go ahead and make me an acrobatics check, please, to make sure you don't fall on your face. Perfect. So he's all about, I think, not really, but or <laughs> I'm going to believe in that acrobatics, which I have disadvantage on because he wears heavy armor like a fool. Oh, no. <laughs> or a rogue. Because he's like a rogue trying to be a paladin, so he's not really sure, mm-hmm. but he's okay. That's actually pretty good, though. 18 and a 15, so 15 plus 2 is 17. Nice. Yeah. So you definitely get a couple looks because it's it's now almost noon. Yeah, it's definitely not early morning. I, I always sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. So you definitely get some looks as you repel out this window. I think I'm like coming out the window and I'm like, nothing to see here, babe. <laughs> Just like <laughs> jumping. <laughs> Poof, like that, like kind of like repelling off the wall and you like swing back like it's not even trying to be too sneaky about it Mm -hmm. and you still get a couple kids like look up at you and be like mom what is that strange man doing and then their their parents just shuffle them along like come on honey don't stare are you looking up my skirt which i'm not wearing a skirt but (laughs) and the woman doesn't even respond to you she just kind of glares up at you and rushes her child along (laughs) (laughs) like i hope you got a good one as she continues to hurry down the road (laughs) i think before i peek up into the like i'm assuming this is on kind of the side of the building before i like sneak to the back into the like alley i want to see if i can like creep along the front and see if there's anything going on out front of the of the inn all right yeah you can do that go ahead and make me a you're trying to sneak towards there, right? Yeah, I, I don't want to be seen because like there might be something bad going on, so I'm trying to like. All right, go ahead and make me a stealth check followed by a perception check. Okay, which I also have disadvantage on stealth because of my heavy armor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as a rogue, this is definitely not a min max build. <laughs> oh, definitely not. It's actually not bad for the first roll. 
And oh, that's actually really good. An 18 and a 19. Nice. So with my plus two, that is a dirty 20. Noise. Oh, and perception, right? Yes. Perception is just a plus one, but it's straight. So I got a 17 uh, with that with that plus one. Awesome. So yeah, despite your strange sightings as you repelled um, out from this tavern window, you, having lived here all your life and knowing the streets and alleyways, you're very easily able to slip into the shadows once the attention sort of falls off of you. You make your way up towards the front of the tavern, peek around the corner, managing to still keep yourself kind of out of sight as an eye kind of comes around the corner of this uh, stone structure. And you don't really see anything out of the ordinary. It's, like I said earlier, it's noon, so there's a quite a bit of hustle and bustle. Okay. But then, as you're scanning the crowd, you notice a man that you've never seen before, very tattered sort of cloak, um, over his shoulders and uh, a massive scar across his right cheek coming from like the temple to the jawbone and he has in front of him this large mastiff and though it looks to be skinnier than any that you've ever heard tell of what seems to be a massive wolf next to that mastiff and this mastiff has like its nose to the ground, like sniffing everywhere. And the wolf is kind of just following in its footsteps, but it looks hungry and they're headed in your direction. Interesting. Uh, I quickly peek my head back, like my one eye out. I just like slide back. <sighs> okay. Uh, to the alleyway. And I, I just kind of like hustle my ass down the alleyway. <laughs> Nice. So, and as you do that, you hear kind of in the background this mastiff start barking, and the guy kind of shouts out, "Find it, boy!" Yeah, I'm gone. I'm I'm running. <laughs> Go ahead and make me another acrobatics check to kind of squeeze through the crowd. And... Uh, that is also very good, actually. Nineteen plus. Oh, I have disadvantage. Not great, but it is a ten plus two, right, for acrobatics. So twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, you you do in your haste to kind of escape what you can only assume is a very scary guy coming after you. Uh, you barrel down towards this alleyway, kind of bump a couple people on the way, and like you hear a couple, Oi, watch it! Yeah. Can I try to be real dumb and pickpocket somebody as I'm pushing through a crowd? Sure, go ahead. Slide of hand check, please. <laughs> Perfect. That is... 18 plus 4, 22. Yeah, one of the older gentlemen that you bump into that's like, oh, careful, Shade. You sort of bumped him on purpose and you managed to very easily like sneak your hand into his pants pocket and pull out a coin purse. Perfect. I uh, give him a quick pat on the ass and say, sorry, old timer, and just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, you managed to slip into the alleyway. You still hear the Mastiff kind of barking yeah. in your periphery, but you have made it into the alleyway. Perfect. Is there a specific direction? 
Uh, I think I'm looking for anyone I recognize that might have slipped me this note. Because then they say to meet in the alleyway? No, he said to meet in the back of the tavern. Back of the tavern. I thought so, the alleyway. Nope. Uh, I think I think that in Rubo's drunken, hungover stupor, he gets into the alleyway and he goes, where the fuck are they? And he looks down at the note and he realizes his back of the tavern, not alleyway. And he goes, fuck. Um, is there like a back entrance into the the tavern? Like a kitchen entrance, maybe? Yeah, there's a kitchen entrance. Okay. Uh, I quickly run through the kitchen and uh, I'm, I'm like walking in the kitchen, but I, I definitely... I assume the people here know me. So I think I just like walk in and there's like some cook back there trying to make something. And I start like picking off of their cutting board and like getting a quick snack in. Yeah, you would know the cook. She's a very um, portly woman in like her 60s. Her name's Marlene. And she sees you and she's like, Oi, Rupa, what did I tell you about picking up food that's not yours? And she kind of smacks at you with the wooden spoon she's holding as she's making like stew for the for the lunch rush. I think I just like continue stuffing food in my mouth and like turning my back to her. She's like swatting at me. And then I go, oh, I had it. And she <laughs> to see her reaction. And at that, like seeing that you have no remorse for stealing this food, she just thwack, like smacks your ass with the wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> a, a true actual swat. I'm like, okay, okay. And I, I, I quickly like finish the last bite of food in my hand and, and hustle into the where I assume the back of the tavern would be, and I'm looking for someone I recognize. Yeah, so you move into the back of the tavern, and you see sitting in the back corner is Jawbreaker, the one that I described before. Yeah. And he's tapping his fingers on the table, like clearly very impatient, and he sees you, and his eye is kind of narrow. Okay, so Rubo makes his way across... Uh, over to the table that I'm assuming he's sitting at, and I, I pull up my chair, do that like twirl it backwards and sit backwards in the chair, and then kind of like lean onto the table, and I go, spooky meetings are supposed to happen in alleyways, just to be clear. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll remember that for next time if you get out of here alive. Why the hell didn't you come down sooner? Uh, I came down very quickly, actually. It's been half an hour. I told you you were in danger. As soon as I read the note, I swear I came down. You fell back asleep, didn't you? No, of course not. Right, whatever. And he goes ahead and pulls another piece of paper out of his his pocket and goes, Yeah, some shady folks have been asking for you around the safe uh, around headquarters. Don't go there. They didn't say what they wanted with you, but it didn't sound very good. So Vasara told me to give you directions to one of the safe houses down south. It's on Escargo Island. You're going to have to figure out travel yourself. She couldn't pull any strings this fast. She said if you pass through the Sparkling Grove, there's a couple things she wants you to look out for. I only got two of them by name. The third one's kind of a general description. Sorry, if she gets mad, you can blame it on me. <sighs> we live in a port town. You should be able to find travel pretty easily. Uh, spooky people around the safe house. Does this involve a uh, burly man, skinny wolf, sniffy dog? Yeah, why? Uh, is this, and he has a piece of paper. Is this what I need for Vasara? Yes. 
uh, have fun. Uh, and I, I lean across the table and I give him a big hug. Um, and I try to like rub my scent all over him. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to decide whether that, I mean, I don't think you really need to make a check for that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like a <laughs> survival question mark. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like <laughs> persuasion of some sort to see if he like allows me to hug him so hard. I'm not sure. Also, you can either do survival to try and rub your, your scent all over him without him sort of interrupting the process mm-hmm. or enough to throw off the dog. Mm-hmm. Or a persuasion check to let you hug him enough that your scent would rub off on him. Okay, definitely persuasion because persuasion is what I am good at. Uh, that is a fourteen plus eight, <laughs> so definitely that twenty-two. Okay, what are you saying to him? Uh, I think I'm hugging him. And I'm like, uh, I just I'm really interested in big guys with with dogs and wolves. I uh, you know I I really I, I sometimes I'm more of a cat guy, but uh, you know. Oh, really? Me too. Yep. Uh, good to know. <laughs> and I'll just snatch a piece of paper um, and I'm going to make a beeline for the bar um, and find like the bartender and say, uh, strongest thing you've got, I need a bottle. And the old guy behind the bar shrugs and goes, all right, lad, it's your funeral. And uh, grabs from top shelf a bottle of uh, what looks to be moonshine. Okay. And hands it to you. Perfect. And I, I slap down some coin onto the counter. I don't know how much I owe him. It's probably not enough because I'm a little bit of a cheapskate. Obviously, maybe it has like a cork. I just like pull the cork with and spit it out with my mouth, take a big gl- 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 of it, and then just start pouring it all over myself to try to mask my scent. And I take off out the front door. Okay. Go ahead and make me a constitution save while you're at it, please. Easy. Con. I, a plus two for a save. That's not bad. Okay. Uh, that is a 13 plus two, 15. All right. Yeah, that drink is definitely strong. You feel a little bit of a buzz, but it's not enough to get you like immediately drunk. I am a hardcore alcoholic, so it is... Uh... <laughs> It's hard for anything to get you immediately drunk, yeah? Yeah, not immediately. I can get drunk, but it's the immediately, I'm, I'm okay. Um, but yeah, now I'm just doused in, in booze. Yeah, and it kind of like... Oh, it hurts. Yeah, it's like started dripping <laughs> in your eyes. It burns, like... Because yeah, I, I am not... I mean, Rubo's not stupid, but he's also doesn't think things through. So he does immediately, like, his face first pour. Like it, it cascades from his face. So it is definitely just singeing his eyeballs a little bit. Oh, yeah. And through your tears as you run out, just as you kind of make your way out the. Did you say you were going out the front door or? Yeah, I guess I'll go out the front because from what I understood, at least, and maybe I can roll like inside or something on this. Maybe like, I don't know how, you f- but like, I. Rubo at least thinks that that guy was following him like around the back. Mm-hmm. I'd say insider intelligence, your choice. Okay. What is my insight? Okay, no, insight's good. Plus five. That is a 13 plus five is 18. Yeah, you would have realized that the dog was still following you. Okay. Yeah, so I'll I'll dip towards the front now to try to like you know, come across to he, as he comes in the back, I step out the front. Awesome. 
And I just uh, step out the front and go, oh, <laughs> rub my eyes a little bit. Uh, one, because of the sunlight that I was not quite prepared for again. And two, for the burning, burning alcohol all over my face. And I just take off down the street. Awesome. And just before you take off, you hear the barking of the dog inside. Um, and you hear like muffled arguing between Jawbreaker and what you assume is the guy from earlier. Yeah. Go ahead and make me one more stealth check to try and disappear into the shadows once more. I think I need to roll a different dice. I've been getting very good with that die, which makes me want to keep rolling it, but also like it's going to turn on me. <laughs> Okay, no, that's fine. Oh, no, disadvantage on stealth, because my heavy-ass armor. Yep. Be better, be better, be better. Okay, nope, that was better. So 11 plus my stealth is 2 is 13. It's not awful. Yeah, it's not awful, but it's not... It's not good, but it's... It could have been worse. (laughs) I could have rolled a 1. Yeah, exactly. Well, you realize you aren't quite doing so great about slinking into the shadows you know that you do have some time and you manage to very easily blend in with the crowd of people bustling through like the town centers at this time of day like there's a market going on off to the side where people are selling fish and yeah like fresh produce and other goods so you've got plenty of cover as you dip through the crowd cool and i'm like i'm like moving too so i think i like at a certain point like i'm trying to like i'm doing this thing where i like run a little bit and then i get to like a pack of people and then i try to like blend in with them for a second i like place my arm around somebody i'm like where are we going uh but i smell like the taverns sink at the end of the night uh because of the moonshine that's all over me so uh it doesn't go so well and i've just kind of kind of continue running yeah basically everyone that you come across turns up their nose at you and is like oh what the fuck is that smell man you don't like to potty love (laughs) and i I just start running again (laughs) before before an answer even rings out i'm just like oh (laughs) yep where are you headed next i think i'm just we're, we're a port town so i think i'm just heading to like the water right now um, I think that that's a good place to find people that are traveling. Um, but I also think I need to find somewhere to like bathe some of this alcohol off. Yeah. Whether that's just in the ocean or not, I just need to like wash up a bit <laughs> or I'm a little, <laughs> or I'm going to seem like a drunk. <laughs> that is completely fair. But yeah, you make your way towards the docks and you guys are a port city. So there is a line of ships both loading and unloading to get ready to go. So there's plenty of options for captains and such for you to approach. There's plenty of sailors on the docks that look like they're going a variety of places. And you do see like a small little, what you know is essentially a tavern reserved for like passing through sailors. It's like a truck stop almost. So they've, they've got like a working, they've got like a couple washrooms just for like, guys getting off of ships that have been at sea kind of thing exactly so they can like dump a bucket of water on themselves and wash off really quick yeah it's like the the coin operated showers at a truck stop yeah yep (laughs) i'm like i'm like perfect so i just run in there uh i think i just like i don't even like make any acquaintance with anyone that works at this place i just like 
see that there's like some steam coming out of a room and I enter, there's probably a person inside and I'm already half naked just like walking in. Yeah, um, and this very surprised like younger gentleman in like his 30s with this scraggly blonde beard and almost like buzz cut. Before he even like gets to say anything, I place a finger like on his lips and I say, questions off a loser's love. And I just like climb in next to him. And he just kind of like gets this like deer in headlights look. Yeah. And just turns away and keeps washing himself, trying to pretend that you're not there. I'm just like whistling a tune and like scrubbing my pits, like bubble bath style. I'm just like, <laughs> just cleaning up as this. You know, like, young semen is, like, <laughs> sitting there just, like, <laughs> frozen. Uh. I think, uh, jokingly, as I'm mostly finished washing up, I go, would you mind getting my back? And he goes, find someone else to do it. Fair enough. <laughs> and I get up and grab, like, a bucket of like to, like, wash the suds off. And I start, like, getting redressed. I, I go, you know, uh... This hasn't been very fair of me. And I think I like reach into my pocket. And I almost pull that pouch that I pickpocketed to throw at him. And I go, and I look in that pouch real quick to see how much money's in that pouch. Is it like a decent amount of money that I, that I pickpocketed off that old man? Or it's, it's definitely not. He was definitely not a wealthy man, but there's a couple of gold and like five silver in there. Okay. I think I look at that and I go, oh, not the gold. I pull the five silver out and like flick the five silver at this like poor boy in the tub for troubling him so badly and uh, finish like pulling my clothes back on and uh, head back out of the washroom. Yeah. He doesn't even respond or go to pick up the coins. He just kind of has like backed himself into the corner and like hidden. <laughs> yeah. He's scarred for life now. I, I understand. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> But I, I, I like go to leave and then I peek my I, I go to step out of the, the washroom and I peek my head back in. I'm like, you have a boat. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I've done enough. And I continue out back out of there. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even get a chance to answer you. But he gives this you this look like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now uh, Nathan has a question. I, if I'm going to be heading to the. It's an escargot island, right? That's where the safe house is, yeah. Okay, that's where I'm eventually trying to head, and I need to go to the Sparkling Grove. Uh, do I know the like best means of travel? Would it be like foot, horseback, by boat? Like, What would be, would Rubo have an idea of how, how best to try to gain passage to these places? Yeah, so there's two pretty solid options for Rubo. Okay. Most travel anywhere in this world is done by sea. Okay. So like water is like the fastest form of travel and there's basically always a ship going anywhere. You just have to ask the right person. There are also merchants that will travel by land because it's the easiest way for them to defend or to avoid pirates. Because okay. with a budding sea travel, there is also risk of piracy. Gotcha. So you could very easily find a caravan of merchants that would be traveling with horses and carts, and most of them will ask for a small fee, but they'll take you where you need to go. Sweet. I guess the next thing I need to do is, I think I go and order a drink at the t this truck stop tavern. Is it like have a bar? 
There's a very small one, but yes. Cool. I, it's, it's like an airport part where like I'm yep. paying I'm paying way too much for the drink, which is is very sad for Rubo. But like uh, he does go order an ale and it's and and he pays whatever it costs because he needs this ale right now, and he actually takes a chance to for the first time really look at this note that he got from Vasara. Yeah. So. You sip your very expensive ale. It's a whole silver. No other bar has ever charged you an entire silver for an ale. It's ridiculous. I do not tip. I do not. What the? F- I do not tip. <laughs> it's not even that good, but. Yeah, it's watered down for sure. Oh, yeah. But you take a look at this note and it essentially, to summarize, she apologizes for the inconvenience, but says it's very convenient for her that you're getting sent down that way and says to be on the lookout for a fairy's home, the Emberwood Blade. And that this is where you remember that Jawbreaker was taking the notes for Vasara rather than her writing her own note because it says some sort of animal communication device question mark. It doesn't give you the name. Okay. I think I look at those three things and I go, what the fuck am I getting myself into again? (sighs) Okay. Another job, which will mean money. And then to the safe house where I do not have to fight Mr. Dogman and his skinny wolf. (sighs) How should I do about this? And I think he just kind of sits to himself for a second, realizing the like chaos he's got himself into this morning. And he's like, I think just in his head, he's like, is this really like another Tuesday for me? Like slams down the rest of his ale and goes, all right, back to it. You're not getting a tip. One silver is far too much for this piss water. And I walk out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the barmaid is just like, this girl barely looks old enough to be a bartender. Yeah. And she kind of just like stares wide eyed at you. Have you? Not really sure how to respond to the mean comment as you walk out the door and back towards the ports. Okay. And then I turn around, I come back in and I place one copper on the bar and I say, I'm sorry, this is very rude. You should always tip. That's awful of me, but you're not getting a big tip. And I place the one copper down on the counter and then I, I storm back out. Have a nice day. Fuck off. And I just leave. <laughs> And you leave the doe-eyed girl behind, and the whole port is in front of you. Perfect. I think the first thing I'm going to try to do is, like, slink off to, like, not, not, like, particularly into, like, an alley, but just, like, kind of out of view. And then I want to, like, rummage around and try to use my disguise kit to look more like I belong on a boat. Okay. Like, I don't need to get into, like, a full get-up costume, but just look more sailory. Go ahead and give me a roll with your disguise kit. Okay. Here we go. That is a 15 plus my proficiency is two at this level, right? Mm-hmm. Two. And then plus six is 24. Nice. Well, 23. I don't know how to math. That's okay. That makes so much of a difference. <laughs> <laughs> um you managed to give yourself like the full like five o'clock shadow look mm-hmm. in the span of like five minutes. Rubo is very good with makeup. 
Oh, absolutely. And that alone, plus like a bit of a switch out of like some more raggedy clothes over your nice armor, is able to give you that look of like a rundown sailor in need of a job. Sweet. And then I'm going to try to find like uh i feel like i'd know what this is called but i can't think of it but like the the harbor master is that what it'd be like somebody that would know where these ships are going i don't know the exact name of it either but there is definitely somebody like you see somebody almost at like a podium of sorts like next to the start of the docks he's got like the giant book that has all of the logs of who's coming and who's going yeah perfect uh i think i make my way over to to him uh, can I make like a, I don't know, like an insight check on that guy and see like, does he seem, I don't know, I guess like gullible. Does he seem like a hard ass? Does like, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and make me an insight check. Sure. Okay. Insight is plus five. That is a 14. Alrighty. So you look at this guy. He's, he's definitely not a gullible youngster. He's well into his fifties. He's got like the, um salt and pepper look with like a very short well-kept beard and sort of long hair sort of pulled back into this very military style braid almost okay he seems like he's like on his game a little bit oh absolutely he seems very attentive about his job and while you're not necessarily certain that he would refuse you work of any kind, he's definitely not someone that's easily scammed. Okay. I think Rubo's, Rubo's mind was racing on decisions, and his two decisions were either try to trick this man into telling him where he needs to go or stealing that book. Um, and if he seems like he's on his game, he's not going to try to steal the book because that just is trouble that Rubo doesn't need. He's already in enough trouble. <laughs> So I think he just walks over and uh, he goes, oh, I had the longest night drinking and my captain said we were going to the, uh, uh, it's like a shiny grove, sparkling, sparkling grove. That's that was the one. Well, I can't remember where he parked the ship. Can you help me here? Uh, sure, son. Let me see what I've got here. Um, and he starts flipping through the book, just kind of shaking his head, giving you that very disapproving dad look almost. You're going to have to be a little more specific there, son. There's three ships heading to different ports in the Sparkling Grove. There's the Ahab that's heading towards, um, well, wait, that's, never mind, that's more Howling Dunes than sparkling grove um there's the little dipper that's headed towards uh rockford which is a small fishing port and then there's uh one that is the mercury that is stopping on escargo island but is also stopping in rockford for supplies oh i'm sorry i'm still very hungover yes yes uh the mercury that's that's the ship I'm sorry, I'm not fully awake yet. I did wake up in a ditch 15 minutes ago. Well, let's hope your captain is very lenient with heavy drinkers. He's an alcoholic. It's wonderful. I mean, I, I think like Ruba realizes he might have just got this guy in trouble. So he's like, uh, I, it was a joke. Uh, he's uh, he's just lenient on me sometimes. Uh, uh, my, you know, my, my family was killed in a terrible fire 
uh, at sea uh, due to pirates, and uh, I, 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 I was washed uh, onto a small island, and they found me and took me in. So it's it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, just big open sea fires are very dangerous, and I, 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 I miss my mom. And I think I like give him that like uh, sob story thing where I'm like my hair is draped over my face, and I kind of like try to peek up through it to see if he's buying the sob story. Please make me a deception check. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. What do I got to deception? I'd have a good deception. Plus six. Charisma is my jam. As a 12, plus six, 18. Amazing. Sorry, I'm trying to calm down because I was dying <laughs> so hard the whole time you were telling that story. Um, so this guy, as soon as you talk about losing your parents to pirates, like you have him in the palm of your hand and you see this sympathetic look like wash over his face. And as you burst into tears, he goes, Oh son, it's, it's fine. It's fine. No worries. The, the directions to the ship are easy and I'm sure your captain will be very lenient with you. Uh, down to that second row of docks and to all the way to the left. It's the last one on the left. Thank you. Thank you. Kind sir. Of course. Anytime. I try to pickpocket him. Oh my god. <laughs> I try I, he like gives me a little like pat or something. I try to pickpocket him. Sleight of hand, please. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not honestly that good at sleight of hand, but Ruba don't care. Oh no. That's not awful. Let's see what the second roll is. <gasps> second roll is a, a not dirty, a natural 20, but the first roll was a 14 plus 2 16. No, no, sleight of hand's plus 4. Sorry. So 18. Nice. Well, either way, he rolled a natural one on his perception, so... He's he's too bought into the story, for sure. Exactly. And he doesn't even notice as you pull the coin purse off his belt. Sweet. I, I, I continue the crying. I like, like, I'm looking back over my shoulder. Thank you, kind sir, as I'm counting his coin, like, <laughs> in front of me as I walk. And, like, he even is like, wait, kid... Take my handkerchief. I'm assuming you don't have one. And I like just pop, slide it into my like shirt real quick. Um, and I like, I, I think I like because I'm like fumbling with them. I'll like take a half step back and like I'm like leaning backwards to grab the handkerchief. <gasps> Thank you. And I just, as soon as I get the handkerchief, I kind of hustle to get away from him. All right, and you hustle off towards the boat and. It is very easy to find, as he said. It is the second set of docks. Last one on the left is this massive merchant ship called the Mercury. And you see a small crew of uh, sailors loading it up with the supervision of a very uh, scrawny man in like his 30s wearing what seems to be very elegant looking clothing. Perfect. Did I? How much did I get off this this uh, boatmaster guy? You would have been able to snag. There's at least five gold in that coin purse. Five gold. Okay. I, I'll I'll just kind of like walk aboard and uh, or I, I guess I'll uh, I don't know. I feel like Rubo doesn't know ship etiquette, so he goes to walk aboard and like uh, there's like I don't know. It's like the like plank like leading up. He like takes a couple steps. Goes. 
<laughs> and like takes a couple steps back off and he goes, do I just want to do permission to come aboard? <laughs> Cause he realizes he does not want to get murdered for just entering onto a ship. <laughs> <laughs> you see a very short, stout looking man sort of lean over the side of the thing and just go, who's asking me? And who are you? Um, Jimmy? You've never sailed on a ship before, have you, Jimmy? No, I was looking for a ride. I have some I have some gold, and I like jingle that man's coin purse I just stole. Are you strong? No. That's ten gold for the travel. Where you headed? Uh, I, I actually heard from the grapevine. You guys are going ex- exactly where I need to be. Uh, quick stop in uh, Rockport, was it? Rockford. Rockford, yep, the, that one. Uh, and then uh, the the Snaily Island. Escargo Island. That's the one. All right, come aboard. Cool. I uh, make my way up the little like plank. I'm probably like, I feel like I'm doing this like teetery thing where I'm like one foot in front of the other. Um, trying to like carefully get on board. I feel like Rubo's been on ships before, but uh, I've just decided that Rubo does not like being at sea. <laughs> <laughs> Although he finds it necessary. He goes, This boat's moving a lot, huh? (laughs) And this guy, not even like answering your question, grabs you by the shirt collar, pulls you to like face him very quickly, and just goes, I have very few rules on my ship. If you puke or get seasick in any way, you clean it up. If you get drunk, you make sure to stay in your room and not cause trouble. If you cause trouble, you will be thrown overboard. If you try to get with any of my female crew members, you will be thrown overboard. Is that clear? If you wanted to kiss, love, you could have just said it. Instead of sprayed it. He shoves you backward. <laughs> I was kidding, I was kidding. Uh, and I like hold, I just like pass him the ten gold, which I think I, I have... Seven gold that was not my own that I've stolen this morning. And I, I pulled three gold out of my personal coin pouch. Amazing. I've almost I almost paid for the trip <laughs> without my own money. So close. I, I thought since I wasn't strong it'd be good to be funny, but not funny, not funny. Sorry. We don't do funny around here. I think I like uh let's look around the boat to look for like any like of the like crew that's kind of funny looking like anybody that like is there is i don't know if I, is there anybody that's just like a funny looking dude like he's like you know i don't know what would be funny but just like some guy that's like uh i don't even know i mean you don't find anyone that's like particularly funny looking you do see a set of twins that both have peg legs though i go that's that's not humor the little ones they saved their mother from getting eaten by a shark Tell me if that's funny. Very serious around here. Of course, yes. Uh, and I like actually pass the gold to him fully at this point and go, uh, just tell me where to stay out of your way. <laughs> he pockets the gold and goes, you sleep with the crew on the bottom deck. You'll have your own hammock. This, that, this, I'm like crossing my arms back and forth. He, he points to where on the center of the ship there is like a stair, like a set of stairs going down. Okay. Uh, chow time. When, when's that? Five o'clock. I, I, I'm more. I. You Five know, o'clock, or you don't eat. 
five o'clock. And I just walk down the stairs <laughs> beneath the boat. And with that, you spend six miserable days at sea on this boat. I definitely throw up, throw up way more than than they've probably ever seen um, and, and continue to make it clean up. Uh, but I'm also very disgusted by vomit, which makes me throw up more. So it's a very bad six days. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they just mercilessly every time funnily enough the captain always sends one of the peg leg twins that you tried to make fun of with a bucket and a rag for you to clean up your own puke yeah and it's uh, as i'm like just mopping my own puke that i'm like puking more onto uh they're like i'm probably saying like crew chuckle i mean like you all said that this wasn't any funny times huh you sure seem to be laughing a lot we haven't had a funny man like you on board before. Now you missed a spot. <laughs> Spray like the spot that I see. Oh my god. Finally get it cleaned up and uh, back into the hammock that's just like oof, oof, swaying back and forth. <laughs> yep. And as you reach your sixth day at sea, you finally dock in Rockford. And that's where I'm going to leave it for tonight. Thank you very much for tuning in to our first episode of Chronicles of Korea. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you had some fun with uh, Rubo here and his miserable trip at sea. <laughs> the Rubo, the being of chaos, and uh, his misery. Oh, yeah. But please make sure to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Chronicles of Kriath Pod. And don't forget to tune in next week for our next session with Chatwin Darcy, our next character. Ooh. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!